Good morning, everybody. I hope you're all ready for church. It's a beautiful day. It's a Super Bowl Sunday, and it's a Super Church Sunday, right? Super Church Sunday today. And uh, looking forward to worshiping for you. And uh, those of you at home, uh, let's, let's have a great time of worship. Let's start out with a wonderful song here. Jesus is our Messiah. He's the name of all names. It's time that we come in worship with him today and give our heart to him. He became sin. He knew no more sin that might become the righteousness. He humbled himself. He carried the cross. Love was amazing. His love was so amazing. Jesus Messiah, name above all names. Blessed Redeemer, they call him Emmanuel. He rescued for sinners and a ransom from heaven. Jesus Messiah, they call the man. Well, his body and bread, his blood and vine, broken and poured for all our love. The whole world trembled, the veil was torn. His love so amazing, his love. the ransom to heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. And here we go, here's the point here. above all names it's the name above all names blessed redeemer 
They call him Emmanuel. Rescue for sinners and ransom to heaven. Jesus Messiah. Lord of all, Jesus Messiah, He's the Lord of all, the Lord of all, He's the Lord of He's the Lord of all. That's why we're here today. Come in the Holy Spirit. This atmosphere 
presence, Lord. You feel His presence? Here we go. Let us be aware. Experience Your presence. Let us experience the glory of Your goodness. Let us come more aware of Your presence. Let us experience the glory of Your goodness, Lord. Holy Spirit, You are welcome here. Come flood this place. What a heart longs for to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence right now. In your presence, Lord. In your presence. Give it up. Feel the presence of God. Feel it. Let's give it up to Him. He's the one that's here for us today. He's always here for us. No matter what is going on in our lives, you always have God there for you, you know? Sometimes we forget about it, you know? We have to always remind ourselves that He's here. You step down into darkness, open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you, hope for a life spent with you. So here I am to worship now, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together worthy, all together lovely, all together wonderful to me. I said, King. Pour for us. to see 
the cross. So here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together Wonderful to me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wonderful to me. Altogether worthy. Wonderful to me. Hello, everybody. The, the worship today was just so wonderful, wasn't it? It's just so great to be in the presence of the Lord. You know, there's a lot of fear going on these days, and when we're in God's presence and we're worshiping him, it just feels like all the fear goes away, and we can just focus on him and on Jesus. Uh, yeah, so um, just some announcements. We kind of have a lot going on uh, today. I, I don't know if anyone has heard, but uh, the Supreme Court uh, on Friday said that churches in California can reopen indoors. So we're very excited about that. Um, it's an official ruling. Uh, we thought that that probably would be the case, but it's nice to have it in writing. Um, and so we're just going to be evaluating whether or not we think it's safe to uh, reopen inside. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that and hopefully talking to some people and engaging their comfort levels. Um, you know, if we were to do that, we'd still do masks and social distancing indoors. The chairs actually are already set up where we're spaced um, apart, you know, six to ten feet. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully my dad will be calling people this week and just gauging interest and, in, you know, what people want to do and what they feel most comfortable with. We really um, want to be encouraging people to say no to fear during this time. My parents and I, we're going through uh, this 21-day detox program with Dr. Caroline Leaf, and we just – we we really work on not uh, allowing toxic thinking to enter into our minds, like fear, anxiety, worry, panic. Uh, and so, you know, if, if one of us, if we can tell one or the other is starting to get into toxic thinking, we say, oh, remember, no toxic thinking. Or, hey, can we change the subject? I'm, I'm struggling with toxic thinking. Um, so that's what we've been doing, and we really want to encourage you to do that as well, because really, ideally, going to church online for a whole year is not ideal. We have all these options for you because, you know, if you get exposed to COVID or if you have COVID or if you're in a really, really high risk category, you can uh, stay home or drive in. But it's really, really not an ideal thing to be going to church uh, online for a whole year. Uh, there, there's so many things that you miss out in terms of community, connection, uh, really being able to commune with God by fellowshipping with others, feeling the love of other people in person is so important. It's like, why do, we, why do grandparents want to see their grandkids in person? Because it makes a difference to be in person and the ability to share love with other people. So anyway, those are just some of the things we're thinking about. Uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know what we, what, what we decide. Uh, okay, elementary and youth. Today, the elementary lesson is Love Week 2. Commander Marianne, my mom, will be teaching with special guests. Yes, exactly. It's on Week 2 of Love with special guests. Commander Margaret and Pastor Chuck. 
And I don't want to spoil it for you, but Commander Margaret and Pastor Chuck have some differences via their puppet friends. And we're going to um, see how they work those differences out through love, okay? So tune into that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I Oh, and then just to let you know, we're going to be having, this is the last lesson from our old unit. And our new unit in Super Kids Academy is going to be on, um, it's on servanthood and obedience. So stay tuned for that because that's going to be coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, the youth today, I'm going to be interviewing Margaret. It's going to be so exciting. We're going to be playing Blind Pictionary. Who knows what Blind Pictionary is? Nobody. Okay, so tune in today and you'll find out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Margaret's going to be talking about her time in high school and college. And she was actually a lot of fun. I was talking to her last night. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, we're going to be teaching on move closer every day to Jesus, okay? A lot of us think, oh, I believe in Jesus. I go to church every once in a while. I'm good. But the thing is we have to constantly be moving closer to Jesus. So we're going to be talking about that today and the importance of always filling our spirit person, our spirit man, with the things of God because there's a war inside of us between our flesh and our, our, spirit, our spirit man. Uh, okay, and then share the love this uh, next this coming Sunday. I think we have a little uh, ad. I think Bill's going to put it up um, online for those at home. Uh, share the love Sunday. We're very excited about this. We're going to be celebrating God's love for us all. We're going to have some testimonies from married singles. Like if you're single, you still uh, you know you still can feel the love of God. You know, so don't don't feel left out on Valentine's Day. Um, you've got friends, you've got brothers, you've got sisters, you've got parents, you've got all kinds of people who love you still. Um, okay, and then I'm going to be showing, because we really want everyone to be coming in person to church, this is what we're going to be giving out per family next week, all right? And we have a little handout on 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. So that way you guys can all focus on that at home, because perfect love casts out fear. Um, then also, my mom has these special bags for the youth and the elementary. This is just a taste. I mean, there's still stuff coming before next week. We've got, I'm, I'm you know, let me just tell you, these little uh, tropical fruit conversation hearts, I don't know what happened. I accidentally ate one this past week. I don't know what happened. It was an accident. Honestly, I didn't intend it. It just happened. But they're really good. They're coconut, mango, banana flavored. They're really awesome. They get some more candy. And then this is really cool. I love this. It's like a little little foam finger, finger. You're number one, okay? And there's a lot of other stuff. There's a craft coming. There's like suckers coming. There's like a lot of cool stuff. So please come next week so we're able to give you all that. We've worked really hard to encourage you all to come to church and for perfect love to cast out fear, all right? Then also we're going to be as our faith, our love in action, Last year we did this. These, we have these little baby bottles uh, to benefit choices. It's the uh, uh, pre women's pregnancy clinic uh, for women uh, facing and men facing unplanned pregnancies. So if you just, we're, we're going to have these bottles available next week and for most of February. If you just take those and fill these bottles with change and bring them back, it's just uh, a tangible act of love that we can do to love other people who are in a difficult situation right now. Um, so anyway, uh, that's all we have for Share the Love Sunday plan. That's a lot. I think that's a lot for Share the Love Sunday. It's a really great way to celebrate Valentine's. I also wanted to let you know, Winter Camp, we got word from the uh, Foursquare District on Winter Camp. They're not, um, our district is not hosting a, a Winter Camp this year. Unfortunately, we have some 
transitions with our district supervisor and um, there it's just a little too difficult to put everything online for winter camp but uh, there is uh, youth for Christ hosted uh, a recent it's winter camp type of event it's called turn your campus a lot of the youth went to it last year a lot of that is going to be available online so we're going to make that available there's some really cool stuff I actually was able to preview it and watch it uh, there's an 11 year old rapper who's pretty awesome uh, so you're not going to miss that I think I sent that out to some of the youth already um, and then there's also uh, a really great breakouts like on mental health like a mental health check um, you know intelligent design versus evolution so it's a lot of fun I was able to watch it and I know you guys are going to enjoy it so we're going to roll that out in the coming weeks for you guys in place of winter camp if that's all right with you all um, unfortunately we just aren't able to do it the same way that we're, we normally have but uh, hopefully we'll have summer camp again because they'll be able to uh, collaborate uh, across the nation you know we're we're kind of um, on our own here in our own district for winter camp and then lastly offering uh, you can put your tithes and offerings in that red box on the welcome table. You can donate online. I think they're going to put the website up on the broadcast. Bill's going to do that for me. Uh, it's uh, New Heart, N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U.com slash give dash online. You can um, give your tithes and offerings online, or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. And that's all that I have for today. But please remember to tune in for the Youth and Young Adult broadcast. I am so excited about this. Margaret is so much fun. And now my mom is going to be coming to give an encouragement to all the ladies out there. Praise the Lord, ladies. Hallelujah. God is good. His mercy endures forever. We are grateful that we have a great God, and I am grateful. I'm grateful today that I can stand here and talk to you all because the Lord, you know, he called me to teach a while back, but being at work, I couldn't do it. And so now that I'm retired, I'm free to teach more, which, woohoo! I'm happy to teach for the Lord. He, he is wonderful. So anyway... What I wanted to just share with you uh, in my time here today, you know, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, which is in the Beatitudes, blessed, happy are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And that word filled means satisfied, okay? So we're going to talk about this scripture today. And the reason I want to talk about it is because after I retired, I had some challenges with some really bad stress headaches that wouldn't go away. And so, you know, I just started seeking the Lord. And so that's kind of what I want to share with you today on how um, hungering after the Lord um, will make you happy. And that word blessed means happy, okay? Anytime you seek the Lord, anytime you go to him, you get closer and closer to him. And the goal for me to talk to you today is to tell you, if I can encourage you to do anything, it's seek the Lord. It's, it's to hunger after him and to thirst after him. You know, when you have cravings for food, right? Think about it. 
you start dreaming about it, you start thinking about it, then you tell your husband or your mom or dad or whoever, hey, I'd really like to have In-N-Out. And then you start, oh, you know, and you start thinking, oh, In-N-Out, I love their hamburgers and their french fries, and you just start dreaming about it, right? And then before you know it, you're standing in line waiting <laughs> for 15, 20, 30 minutes sometimes at In-N-Out, which is a very popular and it's a long wait. So that's for food, right? But what about God? I mean, we wait in, uh, that long in line, but what about God? Do we spend time with the Lord? I mean, do we sit and talk to him and cry out to him and say, Lord, help me with this, help me with that. Lord, show me, give me wisdom, show me how to do this. Show me how to do that, Father. And that's what I've been doing. I've been saying, I, you know, I was, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, and I asked the Lord to forgive me because, you know, when you work in a very stressful job, sometimes other things are put before the Lord. So I went before the Lord, I said, Lord, forgive me for, you know, that job I, I, I can say honestly, I should have been better at time management, but it just consumes you. It just consumed me at the job because, you know, there's the, the performance and everything and they have these expectations and you have to meet all these expectations, right? So, you know, I just, I just got on my knees. I said, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for putting that job before you, you know? I would try not to but it just caught me, and for many years I was into that. But I thank God, um, and I pray for all of you that are working, that you do learn, you know, how to manage your time to make sure that you're hungering and thirsting after the Lord, um, and not, ju not just the things of this world or, you know, our jobs or whatever, that we're seeking the things of the Lord. The Bible, uh, Bible says in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and all, kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And in that scripture, it talks about your clothing, your food, all the necessities that we have, those things will be added to us if we seek first the kingdom of God. You know, if you're not happy, you're not blessed. That word blessed means happy. If you're not um, satisfied, you need to look at yourself and say, I need to be with the Lord more. I'm not happy. I need to be with God more. Lord, help me. Help me to know you. Help me to learn you. We're, we're to taste and see that the Lord is good. The more you taste of him, the more you'll transform into him. And that's why it said to seek, um, I'm sorry, to to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because righteousness, really, when it comes down to it, is God's holiness. You know, you can go to the Strong's Concordance and look up all the things it says in here. Um, integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness of thinking. But really, justice. But really, it is the holiness of God. That's his, that's his nature. And so that's what God is saying here. I want you to learn me. I want you to live more. My will for you is to live in holiness. My will for you is to be an example to the people of this world. My will for you is to be sanctified through the word and through my Holy Spirit. 
You know, a lot of people today, they don't hunger after the Lord. And, and I mean Christians. Um, and I don't mean to offend anyone because probably many of you do seek after the Lord, and, but some don't. I know the things of this world, they capture us. You know, and before we know it, we're involved in something taking up all of our time. But so, you know, the Lord is good, and he, he wants you to come to him. He wants you to spend. He loves you. God loves you. He wants to be with you. And when I look back, I was, I'm embarrassed to say this, I was ignoring him. I was ignoring him, really. Because I'd, I'd want, my heart would want to do it. I'd say, Laura, okay, I, have to, I want to get up and da-da-da. And then before I know it, I had a meeting or this or that, or I had to do this or that. God wants us with him. He's our father. Jesus is our brother. And the Holy Spirit is our guide and our comforter. You know, three in one. All three of them want us, you know. So um, anyway, so the last thing I wanted to talk about is being, excuse me, being filled and satisfied. Okay, and this word filled, it talks about animals, feeding them satisfying them with food, fattening them, okay? The word of God. God wants the word of God to be fat in us. We're supposed to be full with the word of God. So today, this is what I say now. Ever since I have more time and I'm trying to spend more time with God and that's my goal every day is in the morning before I do anything to be with him, the thing I say every day, Lord, today is the best day of my life because I am hungering and thirsting after righteousness, after you. And Lord, you make me totally satisfied. So one day, before I close, I just remembered I was sitting with my husband and I was looking at my house and I go, you know what, we need this, we need that. You know what, we need to fix this. And yada, yada, yada. he goes, are you happy? <laughs> I said, well, you know, I like to get things done. <laughs> and he said, you know what, babe? Whether that gets fixed or not, you have the Lord, and you just need to be satisfied, content. The Bible says to be content in everything. Talk to the Lord about it. He'll work it out after a while when it's the right timing. So anyway, my encouragement today is give your whole heart to God. Hunger and thirst after him, and don't forget about him. And he will bless you and make you happy. Thank you. God bless you. Here comes Ron. So I have a new song for you today. And it, I, I think it really will, will tie together the message. And uh, when... I like to just sit and listen to new worship songs. You know, if you guys have uh, Apple Music, put, put a playlist on and just listen to it. And you'll, just, you'll, you'll see a bunch of new songs. Came across this one, and uh, I'm going to read to you before I do it, just one of the chorus here. It goes, uh, Lay your burdens down here in the Father's house. Check your shame at the door we aren't going to have it anymore. Ooh, you're in the Father's house, right? Just check the shame at the door. It, it's, it's really ministering to me, you know, and I hope I can minister to you. Mm -hmm. 
a journey I get lost in my mistakes We look like we're weakness Cards for your strength My story isn't over My story's just begun Failure won't define me Cause that's what my father does Failure won't define me Cause that's what my father does The journey is who we are I never wanted perfect I just wanted your heart The story isn't over If the story isn't good Failure isn't final In the Father's room I said failure isn't final In the Father's room Come on now Prodigals come home Helpless in hope Love is to move on In the Father's room Love is to move on In the Father's room Miracles help place In the cynical faith Miracles or walls are quaking, strongholds now are shaking. Love is breaking through in the Father's room. Now I go, oh, oh, lay your burdens down. Oh, oh, here in the Father's house, check your shame at the door. It ain't welcome anymore. the door cause it ain't welcome anymore oh, oh in the father's house that's right amen in the father's house we're in the father's house right now aren't we praise the lord amen just lift your hands up and just worship god say thank you lord that we have a place to worship you, to come together and gather together as saints of God and as children and sons of God. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness, your mercy that endures forever. 
Thank you, Lord, for your presence. We desire and seek after your presence, Lord God, that we may have it. All the days of our lives, we're never alone. We have you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen, amen. Well, it's good to see everyone out here today in this bright, sunny day. Thank God the Lord has given us sunshine on Sunday. We keep believing and saying every Sunday we'll be out here, the Lord willing. And uh, I always say Sunday should be sunny, right? Because that's the name of it, Sunday. So I... I just tell the Lord, Lord, you said it would be sunny on Sunday. It's good to hear my, my son and my wife talk about how much they love the Lord, how much they seek after him. And uh, it's not just for Sunday, it's for every day, right? Even when you're at home, when you're intermingling with your family, you have to have the love of God, the peace of God, mercy, compassion, and just be uh, loving towards everyone. All the days of your life, amen? You know, I heard this saying, said, if nobody else acts in love, you got to act in love. God's, you can't tell God, well, God, they're not acting in love. He's going to say, well, that, that's me and them. But now you and me, we got to talk about this, amen? Praise God. Well, let's pray as we get into the word today. Father, thank you for bringing us together. We thank you that your word will minister to these people, Lord God, that they'll come away encouraged, refreshed, and even those that are at home, We'll be able to receive what we're teaching as it comes from you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. Let's have a bigger amen. And all agreed said, amen. All right. Well, today we're going to learn and talk about are we men and women after God's own heart? You know, that was a phrase, that was a description that God gave to David and David alone. He is a man after my heart own heart. Now that's a pretty big honor, isn't it? Man after my own heart. We use that a lot, don't we? I say, that, that's a person after my own heart. What does that mean? That means they like the things that you like. They do the things that you do. And God said, this guy, this David guy, he does what I ask him to do. He likes the same things I do. He likes the spiritual things. So we want to hook into what God's doing, and hook into his heart. So it's, it's, it's better than being just a son. It's better than being just um, a friend of God. When you are intimate and you know the heart of a person, you get right into what their, what their basic uh, instincts are, what their basic desires are, right? And that's what, God, that's what David did. And he enacted the things that God wanted to have enacted. In fact, in Acts 12, I'm sorry, Acts 13, 22, it was written of David. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do everything I want him to do. Is that you? Can you say that? I do whatever God wants me to do, even though I don't want to do it. Sometimes we have to forgive people that we don't want to forgive. You ever been there? <laughs> I heard this testimony of a baseball player whom I didn't really care for that much. He was tall, lanky kind of guy. I couldn't model myself after him. He was, uh, his name is Daryl Strawberry. He's 6'6", weighed 215 pounds. So he was long and lanky, and I couldn't model my swing after him. And he got into trouble a lot. You know, he, he won four world championships, but he was suspended three times for drug abuse. Even after he became a Christian, he would go to rehab and he would mess up. He would take drugs and he got in a hit and run. And I'm going like, this guy, is he saved or not? You know, you can say you're a Christian, but are you acting a Christian? Has anybody ever told you that? 
are you acting like a Christian right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, but I got respect for him because I heard him on an interview this week. And uh, after, you know, he's written a couple books and he's trying to make his money back. He made a lot of money, but he lost a lot of money. You know, drugs are expensive. So anyway, uh, he said he was on a speaking tour and he was going to go to a town and his dad was there in the hospital. Now, his dad had abused him physically and verbally when he was growing up. So when Daryl became famous, he, he shut his dad out. No, you can't be a part of what I'm doing here because you were so mean to me when I was a kid. And so the Lord told him, go over and apologize to your dad because you kept him out of, you know, being part of what you were famous for. And Daryl said, ah, I don't know, Lord. He said, and don't mention anything about what he did. So he went to the hospital and he told him, Dad, I'm sorry that I kept you out of, you know, the thing, the fame that I had. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I shouldn't have done that. Would you forgive me? And the father had a tear in his eye. He says, yes, son, I forgive you. And, and Daryl said to his dad, you know, I've changed, Dad, in my insides, in my heart. I've become a Christian and I love the Lord now and I want you to accept the Lord too. Would you do that with me? And the father did accept the Lord with his son whom he had beaten and verbally abused. And the miracle of it all was in two months' time, the father passed away and went to heaven. But what if Daryl hadn't, hadn't been obedient to the Lord and listened to his leading and say, go over and apologize. So many times we want to go apologize to somebody, but tell them how much they wronged you too. <laughs> you want to get your licks in, right? <laughs> but God said, that's not necessary. I'll take care of him. You do what you have to do and let the love of God come upon him. So this was amazing how Daryl Strawberry did this. And uh, so Jesus said, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And, and that's kind of the way it is, you know, with your children. If they love you, will you clean up your room? <laughs> if you love me, will you change your clothes? Will you uh, do your homework? Will you, if you love me. So God wants us to love him and obey him. Amen? Praise God. And, and Jesus even did this. He said, I come, Lord, not to do my will, but your will. Lo, I come to do all your will that's been written in your book, in the volume of your book. Jesus is following the book and saying, okay, Lord, what you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. So it's not hard to find out what God wants. All you have to do is look in the book. The book will tell you. Be forgiving, be loving, be kind, reach out to others. You know, keep yourself clean and holy, amen, in your heart and in your mind. That mind, you know, it needs help, doesn't it? <laughs> but you have control over your mind. You can tell your mind what to think. If you ever have a bad thought, you know, you go like, I'm going to change that thought. You know, I was finding out that we have 6,000 thoughts per day. That's a lot of thoughts, right? So when my wife asked me, what are you thinking? I can't say nothing. <laughs> I should say, well, which one of the 6,000 thoughts do you want to hear about? <laughs> and then I found out that if your, your brain and your mind can handle a lot, you can sit in front of a TV 24 hours a day and your mind will record everything up to 300 years. That's a lot of gigabytes. So that's why 
When you're sitting around at home, sometimes the library of your life will shine through and you remember something you did at eighth grade, something that you did in high school and you go like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, that's okay. You don't have to. The Bible says, cast down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You tell it, no, I'm not thinking about that. Think about good things. Meditate on the Lord and his word and let that come up out into your heart. Amen. So let's get back to David. This is, David is interesting because David, there's more chapters written about David than any other person in the Bible, save Jesus, of course. Now, Abraham, they wrote 14 chapters about him. Uh, Joseph, 14 chapters. Elijah, 10 chapters. But guess what? David had 66 chapters in the book. God wanted us to know a little bit about him and what he went through and what he was doing for him. And he's mentioned in the New Testament 59 times. And then also, Jesus was of the lineage of David. And what was one of the names of Jesus? Thou son of David. Have mercy on me. Amen? So God wanted us to know a little bit about David. And, uh, you know, you wonder, how could David, if he was a man after God's own heart, could have sinned the way he did with Bathsheba and killing Bathsheba's husband? How could that happen? Well, I found out in my many years here on earth that if you have a heart towards a person and you're in charge, if you're a boss, a parent, uh, or a pastor even, and somebody does wrong, you're a little more lenient towards them because you know them, you know their heart. And I've seen people get away, and you probably have too, on your job. Why is that person getting away with that? Or, you know, even as a pastor, why, why do they get to do that? And, and I don't get to do that. Well, they have a heart towards the person, you know. And I've known, even in my own life, people do things wrong. And I would go to them, and I would tell them, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. But they're so apologetic. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. I, yeah, it's my bad, my bad. Okay, I'll change. How can you get mad at that? <laughs> And David repented. I'm sorry, Lord. I sinned against you. I, I, I repent. Whatever my punishment. Now, he had to pay for the punishment, didn't he? He got cast out of the kingship, and he had to run and hide from Saul in the caves. And Saul was after him many, many years, and he was crying out to the Lord. So David got away with murder, pardon the pun, and, but he was still a man after God's own heart. Now, so when Samuel came to anoint the king after Saul was rejected. He came to Samuel's house, he came to uh, Jesse's house, and he said, well, let me see your sons. And they brought the tallest, the biggest, the eldest son, and the Lord said, no, that's not the one. Well, let's try the next guy. No, that's not the one. They went all the way down through all the seven sons, finally got to David, and they said, well, who is this David? Oh, he's, he's just a shepherd boy. He's out there. He sings songs to the Lord. We don't really know what he does, but, you know, I don't think he would be king, but bring him in. David. Yeah, Dad. Come on in here. Okay, Dad. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has me. You know, David, come here. Okay, Samuel, is this the one? He's, and the Lord said, yes, this is the one. The man after my own heart. So it wasn't the eldest. It wasn't the tallest. It wasn't the richest. It wasn't the most educated. It was the one that had their hearts towards God. And that's what God's looking for. Someone that has a heart towards him. So we're going to look at this and see how can we have a heart towards God. Amen? 
Okay, it's found in Psalm 63. I'm going to read it to you, and there's six questions I want to ask you today to see if your heart is towards God. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for that? Okay. Psalm 63 says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. My whole being longs for you, the NIV says, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So my first question I had to ask myself, am I earnestly seeking the Lord? Earnestly. What does earnestly mean? All of your heart, all of your mind, just reaching out, grabbing him as much as you can. Now, how do you do that? You have to separate yourself. You have to isolate yourself. You have to get rid of distractions. Usually early in the morning, that's why the King James says, early will I seek you. Why? Because that's when you're fresh. That's when you haven't had the, all the you know, distractions of daily life. You wake up and you, you're hungry. The first thing you want, I want to have the Lord. Not, I want to have coffee. I want to have breakfast. I want to call something. I want the Lord. I'm hungry for you. I wake up, Lord, and my desire is to see and have your presence in my life. That's what David says. So we're asking, and the challenge is, is that describing us? Do we earnestly seek the Lord with all of your heart? Now, it's easy to do that when you're in trouble, isn't it? When you're in trouble, oh, Lord, <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Where are you, Lord? I need your help. Lord, come down. Lord, show yourself strong in the name of Jesus, right? But what about when things are going good? Do you still want to be in his presence? Do you still want to fellowship with him? You know, David told Solomon, seek the Lord while he may be found. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. In other words, you couldn't find God if you tried. But when you reach out to him with your heart, he comes and shows himself strong in your behalf. Amen? Isn't that good? So are, is that, does that describe you? Or are you just kind of a Christian that's just, you know, malandering through, meandering through, just like, okay, I read my Bible today, you know. Hallelujah. I went to church. You know, I did my devotions. I prayed to God. But are you putting your whole heart into it? Are you giving him your all? You know, a lot of times my wife will say to me, Where, you're not listening to me. <laughs> Where's your heart? I'm thinking about Super Bowl, I think, babe. <laughs> hey, come, attention, come here, come here, come here. Okay. So we, we want to be that type of person that earnestly seeks the Lord. The second thing it says in verse 2, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Amen. Are you seeing his power and your glory in your life? Are, are you seeing God change your, your habits of sin? Are you seeing God change you from the inside? Are you doing things that you hadn't done before? Are you reaching out to others? Are you witnessing? Do you have the power of God in your life? And are you experiencing his glory? Are you experiencing his presence? Because there's nothing more wonderful than the presence of God. When you can re reach out and receive him, it's better than anything else in the world. Isn't that true? So you have to be experiencing the regular uh, presence of the Lord. Now, like Marianne was saying, do you put work first? Do you put your uh, fun first? Or are you tapping into the spirit of God and letting him to... Uh, make his presence known. Moses said it this way. Now, Moses knew God pretty good, wouldn't you say? He went up to the mountaintop for 40 days and 40 nights and spent time with the Lord, and the glory cloud was there. But then, 
after a while, Moses says, I want to see your face. I want to see your glory. I want to know you more. Come, come, come. Is that our hunger? Lord, I got you, but I want more of you. And that means you have to stay and spend more time with him. I have that tendency to, after I got the Lord, okay, I got you, Lord. Okay, I'm good. But he says, now keep coming. Keep filling up with the presence of the Lord. And I tell you, one time, I felt the Lord so much. In my body, I felt like I was going to pop. I felt like I'm going to burn. Lord, that's enough. Please, no more. I can't take no more. That's what, how much God wants to, to, to be with you. It, what happened with Enoch? Enoch was walking with God so much, God said, you know what? Why don't you all come up to my house? Spend some time with me, and he never came back. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. So the second thing is, are you experiencing his power and his glory? And then the third thing in verse 3 and 4, it says, because your loving kindness, your love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. So the, second, the third question is, are you praising and worshiping God? When I first read this, it said that his loving kindness is better than life. Think about that for just a minute. All the fun and things that we like doing, David said, your loving kindness is better than the great experiences that we could have. Being on a roller coaster, being at the ocean, going boating, going motorcycle riding, all those things. They're fun, but your loving kindness is better than life, better than anything that I can experience. And what is loving kindness anyway? It's being kind to you when you don't deserve it. It's, it's loving you with an agape love and being kind when you don't deserve it. How many times have you had to say that? Lord, I don't deserve it, but thank you for loving me. Amen? I know I haven't been living exactly right, but I'm seeking you, and I'm, I'm thanking you that your loving kindness covers my mistakes, covers the things that I've done wrong. Amen? So are you praising and worshiping God? Now, you know what the definition of worship is? Are you ready for I'm glad you came today. The definition of worship is to kiss the hand of your master. It's like a dog licking your hand. Amen? <laughs> and you know how dogs are. They're just so happy. <laughs> That's the way God says, I want you to depend and worship me. And sit at my feet and, and just say, oh, I just love you, Lord. I just love, 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 love you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I know it's sick, but you know what? God doesn't think it's sick. God says, I want you to worship me. I'm worthy of all your worship. Praise God. So you have to be thankful for everything in your life. Thankful for your wife or your husband or your kids or whatever state you're in. Thank God that he is good, amen? So you, you thank him and you worship him, not just today, not just tomorrow, but for forever, praise the Lord. And so how you do that, you've got to separate yourself, you've got to be alone, and you've got to talk to God, and he wants to hear our heart. Isn't that nice? Not many people want to hear your heart, really. You talk for a little while and they go, okay, that's enough. Got it, I got the picture, Okay. <laughs> But God, you can talk to him all day long, and he will not disappoint you. He will not be tired of you. I like the scripture in Psalms 25.5. It says, my hope is in you all the day long. Amen? 
How many, how many of you need the Lord all day long? I, I, I do. There's so many situations you get, things happen, you go like, how did that happen? How, how did I miss that? Okay, Lord, can you cover me? Can you take care of me? Can you be there for me? And he does. If, say if, if I spend time with him and build a relationship with him, if I'm after his own heart, he'll cover you. He'll look over your mistakes. He'll say, I'll be with you, son. Don't worry about it. I got it covered. Hallelujah. But see, that's when you have to spend the time with him when you don't need anything. So that when you do need something, he's familiar with you. <laughs> You're familiar with him. Praise God. Okay, so the fourth thing, we're going for six. Can you, can you hang? All right. What have we got so far? First, we want to know that we are earnestly seeking him. We want to know we're experiencing his power and glory. And the third thing is we want to know that we're praising and worshiping him. The fourth thing is in verse 5, my soul shall be satisfied as with you, as with the riches of foods. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. I'll be satisfied with you as with the riches of food. Now, I don't know what you like to eat. Of course, lasagna is king in our house. Not just lasagna, Mary Ann's lasagna only. Amen. And, and, and it satisfies you because you eat it and you go, oh, that's so nice. Feels so good. It's made with love, made with all the ingredients that you like. And David said, I'm satisfied with you, Lord. You know, I don't go on a lot of vacations. Sometimes I do, but I don't mind just being in the presence of the Lord. It satisfies me. Satisfies me to no end, deep down in my soul. Praise God. So it's not your career. It's not your uh, money. It's not your car. It's not your house. It's him that satisfies. Amen. Are you satisfied with God? Do you look for him for your satisfaction? Marianne was talking about it. You know, because we always want more. Can I get some more? Amen. Can I get a bigger house, better car, more money, uh, better clothes, all these things? But God is saying, are you satisfied where you're at? What did, what did the Apostle Paul said, say? I've learned how to obey and I learned how to abound. Amen. <laughs> I, don't want, I didn't have anything. I just thanked God and I knew when I was in uh, affluence, I just enjoyed it. Praise God. Because that's not the end of it all. The end of it all is when we reach heaven and we have everything that we need as long as we need it and never to be taken, never to have any lack anymore. Isn't that good news? That's what we're going to be experiencing. So are you satisfied with God? The fifth thing is in verse six, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. So David says, I, I think about you all the time, God. Isn't that what you ladies want men to do? <laughs> Are you thinking about me? Do you know what I like? Do you know what I like to eat? You know, when I go to a restaurant, I should know what my wife wants to eat. In fact, I, not only that, I know what restaurant she wants to go to. I read her stomach. I said, <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Today we had Chinese food. I think it's time for maybe a steak. What do you think about steak? Yeah, that's a good idea. Amen. Are you meditating on the Lord, on his precepts? Like I said, you have 6,000 thoughts per day. You should be able to put a couple of, of thoughts towards God in there, right? You can't get distracted and just be doing your own thing and forget about God. God's like, hello, you know, are you paying attention? We want to be led by the Lord, led by his spirit. You'll be happy and he'll be happy. 
and he'll say, now that's a man or woman after my own heart that does all the things that I've asked them to do. Praise God. You'll find happiness and bliss in that. Praise God. So when you read the Bible, you should draw from it some things that can change your life for that d day or something that you can minister to somebody else in that day. And so you think about it day and night. And God told Joshua, if you meditate in my word day and night, what's going to happen? You're going to have good success. So there's good success and bad success. But when you let the Lord fight your battles and you put him in your mind and in your heart, he said, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to cover you. Praise God. Are you meditating on the word of God? And finally, the sixth thing in verse 7, because you've been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. So are you, tr the last question is, are you trusting in him? Are you asking him to help you when people come against you, when people say bad things about you, when they try to discredit you, when your boss says you're not doing a good job or you need to change some things? I can't tell you the number of times on my job that I had to call on the Lord and say, Lord, you've got to protect me in this. Amen. I remember one time I was working uh, at the cashier's office, and so I was... Um, in charge of dispersing money to people for their expense reports. And so they would come in and I would disperse money up to $75. And um, this one lady would come in and she would bring a bunch of expense reports for people in her office. So I would be filling them out and it was legitimate to do it that way. And I would give her the money. And then finally, I, I saw one time she didn't, the, the person didn't sign the, the waiver. So I called the person. I said, uh, excuse me, but you didn't sign the waiver for this person to pick up the money for you. And she said, I don't, I didn't request any money. I went, you didn't request any money. I gave it to the lady. And so, yes, I told my boss. They called for an investigation. They came down and they were inquiring of me, what was I doing? Now, to make things more complicated, I actually performed the wedding for this person that was getting married. So they thought that I was filtering money into them so that they could afford the wedding because they gave me a pretty good offering. I was kind of surprised that <laughs> they gave me such a big offering. But I guess it, 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 if you added all those little $75, it came out to $2,000 because she was doing it for a, a month or two. And so the investigators came down, and they grilled me. I mean, they just, and, and I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where they try to nail you and, and, and get your words, you know, to, to go against you. And I, I just flat out told them, I said, listen, I'm a man of God. I would never do anything like that. They go, well, maybe you had compassion on the woman. I go, no, I didn't have compassion on her. I wouldn't do that. And uh, they said, well, maybe because you're doing the wedding that you, we're funneling money towards her. No, no, I wasn't doing that. There's nothing I could have said that could have convinced them. And so finally they went and talked to the lady. He said, no, he had nothing to do with it. But I was three days suspended, had to go home and just talk to the Lord. Lord, I think you're going to bring everything to the light. Everything's going to work out just fine. And they called me after three days. My boss says, well, do you want to come back to work? I go, please, yes. <laughs> That was just one of many times that I've had to ask the Lord for help. And he will help you no matter what you've done, what you've been through. God is good. Amen? Amen. So take the challenge about how to have a heart towards God. Do you remember what they are? Let me find my cheat sheet and see. Okay. 
Number one, are you earnestly seeking God on a regular basis? Not just when you need him, but all the time. God wants, you know, you can't date a girl and have a wonderful night and then don't call him for a month. That, that's not good. They're not going to think that you're uh, really into him, right? Are you earnestly seeking God on a regular basis? Two, are you experiencing his supernatural life-changing power in your life? Do you, think, you see things changing around you? Do you speak to s people and, and they receive the Lord? Do you speak to people and they take the wisdom with, the, with which you're saying? Third, are you praising and worshiping God with your whole heart? God knows when you're giving it all that you can give. Amen? You know, and we, we admire people that give with all their heart. We look at the Olympians that go out and they, tr and they work and they give themselves to their sport. And we say, wow. I wish I could do that. Hand me another Coke, would you? It, we, we, we don't do it ourselves, but we admire people that do it. Get on the, on the bandwagon. Get on the team. Four, are we finding your ultimate satisfaction in the Lord? Is he it? Is he the one that you love the most, that you are mostly satisfied with? Five, are you meditating on God throughout the day? Is he the one that you're thinking about? Who are you thinking about? Yeah. And six, are you fully dependent upon him, trusting in him in all that you do? Amen? Follow these, follow these challenges, and you'll see you will be a man or woman after God's own heart. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you that, Lord, you have outlined in your word exactly why you like David and why he was a man after you, your own heart. Lord, help us be that person, too that you can say that about us. We thank you that you're imparting into us these wonderful truths, these wonderful principles, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, some of you out there, I know some of you are listening for the first time and you may not have accepted the Lord. You're not, a, you're not in the family of God. You can do that today by just repeating after me and those here will repeat as well. Just repeat this prayer. Say, Father God, Thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, forgive me of all my sins so that I can be with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You might say, you know, I prayed that prayer a while back. It seems like I've gotten away from it. I need to be in closer fellowship. I need to be uh, near you, Lord, more. Would you receive me and forgive me of anything that I've done? So repeat after me. Say, Father God, I repent from all that I have done in the past. I want to be closer to you, Lord. Bring me closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Ron. Water you turned into wine Open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you No one like you Out of the darkness you shine Out of the 
tears we rise there's no one like you no one like you cause our God is great our God is strong God you are higher than any other our God is healing awesome and power Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we all rise There's no one like you No one like you Cause our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher than any other Our God's a healer He's awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Cause our God is healer, he's awesome in power. Our God, our God. That's right. Let's celebrate our God today. He's awesome. He's more powerful than anybody else. He's our healer. He's awesome in power. Our God, our God. But God is with us. Who could be against us? If our God is with us, who will stand against us? If our God is for us, who could ever stop us? If our God is with us, who can stand against us? Oh, oh, oh. who can stand against us? Because our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher. awesome in power our God our God go out celebrate the day today celebrate God have a wonderful Sunday everybody thanks for being here